podcast, Center Insights. I'm your host, Nanda Felding, a senior partner at the Center Partners, an executive search firm in London, where I run the global consumer and brand practice. The pandemic has inspired us to take a fresh approach to our business and leverage one of our greatest assets, our global network of executives. We have launched this Center Insights series to answer specific questions across many business critical topics. In collaboration with Johanna at Krisha & Co., a tech entrepreneur and strategic management consultant, I'll be joined by a guest speaker in each episode. These subject matter experts are happy to share their knowledge with you, our global audience. After last week's episode on purpose, we wanted to zoom into sustainability, and more importantly, relating this to business transformations, as this is one of the most discussed topics amongst our network, and that we globally see as an accelerated COVID event. Whether digital or sustainability trends drive change in external circumstances, why is it so hard for many companies to transform? What are the common denominators that prevent companies from leading from the front when it comes to the sustainability movement? Food for Thought shared by Julien Devereaux today, which hopefully inspires companies to act now when it comes to implementing transformative strategies regarding the sustainability agenda. There's no time to wait. Organizations have a responsibility to lead the way when it comes to saving the planet. Not just because it is the right thing to do, but because consumers and ultimately talent expect this from companies in 2020, as we've addressed in previous episodes. They need to have a purpose, a voice, and an authentic stance when it comes to climate change, social justice, waste management, and pollution, to name but a few. Julian is a fellow global citizen, and I was introduced to him when he was still working for Ian Rogers at LVMH, where Julian was driving a global digital and customer experience transformation across the different maisons. Prior to LVMH, he worked at Burberry, Publicis, and Chanel, where he was the first employee dedicated to digital back in 2006. He's a true transformer, and Julian launched his own podcast in 2018 to better understand the systematic challenges that we have to face in the coming years, as individuals, citizens, and as leaders. He's a thought leader in the sustainability space, and I trust that his views shared today are of interest and could hopefully act as inspiration. Julian, over to you. Thanks, Nanda, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to share some of my thoughts today. Uh, and indeed, I would like to talk about the intersection of digital and sustainability namely the connector transformation and what it requires for organizations. Change is hard. Change is hard for individuals and it's certainly hard for organizations as change means that the people that are part of the organizations need to change and that the rules and systems that allow that very same people to be together, to collaborate, also need to change. We don't like to change. We like our habits, we like certainty, we like predictability, and we like it safe. And as a consequence, we usually build things to last, or at least last as long as we're in charge, and won't be the one who will need to have to deal with whatever change happens tomorrow. So I've spent the first 15 years of my career trying to make sense of how the so-called digital revolution was impacting the companies I was working for and spend a lot of time trying to explain it to the people around me in order to make people 
want to change as fast as the environment around us was evolving. For a while, and to some extent a lot of businesses still do this, most professionals and most organizations fail to recognize the true nature of the transformation that was needed to cope with the new world that was quickly emerging. Internet was seen first as a fad, especially in the luxury industry where I spent most of my career, and then as something to advertise on. Then just, you know, dedicated junior people were hired aside of the regular teams. Then CDOs, chief digital officers, were brought in to help thinking of digital strategically. And finally, we realize now that digital is, well, you know, pretty much everything we know. We spend so much time on our screens online that we can acknowledge that the barrier between virtual and the physical world has become very vague to most of us. Digital technology overall and its adoption in mass through smartphones and social media has totally reshaped the environment which we live in and in which businesses operate. Simply changing the rules of the game in most industries by disrupting a long-established stable balance between offer and demand and by enabling new, faster, cheaper, more efficient ways of operating a business by giving a decisive advantage to those who know how to get, classify and use information to ever improve their operating systems, their products, their customer experience. We know that by now. The question that I find interesting is, how come most organizations failed to adapt fast enough and are sometimes still struggling coping with this new reality? And what lessons can we learn from the digital revolution now that we have to deal with an environment that is highly disrupted by the COVID pandemic and that we see another massive wave of change that is barely starting to rise on the horizon? I will get back to that one in a few minutes, but you probably see where this is going. There are many reasons why we're usually struggling adapting to new things coming our way. I will name a few in addition to some highlighted during previous episodes, specifically episode 8 by Ross Thornley, shares more insights regarding adaptability and the human side of change. The first I would like to mention is related to how we build our strategies. Your strategy is basically how you propose to create value for your clients and generate value for your stakeholders. And this in a given environment that is made of a number of things like your competitions, suppliers, culture, legislations, and other type of rules. And when we design our strategies and how to execute them, we tend to bet on a stable environment because until recently the external environment was, well, pretty stable. So we could do things like creating a three-year business plan and basically keep doing the same things all over again. So when I was working in the media industry, I was struggling making sense of why anyone would invest so much money on a print ad in a magazine that no one really reads anymore. Well, we do it because we've always done it and it proved to work. And there you go. You know, the power of all habits is strong because this is how our brain works. Trying something new is dangerous. You may end up being eaten by a tiger if you venture on a new route to go back home. The thing is that the pace of change has dramatically accelerated, especially since, thanks to the internet, information flows everywhere to everyone, and information is the raw material of ideas and therefore of innovation. The second point that I would like to mention briefly is our inability to see change. 
Even when we recognize that things around us are moving, it's very hard to see what is actually happening. What are the most important moving pieces that will impact the majority of the rules of the game and ultimately our business? So to some extent, the, the digital revolution took years to really come to shape. And most people just didn't take the time to reflect on what was really going on. That is why a discipline like foresight is so important to me. Most of the disruption that will impact your life tomorrow are already forming today. We just never take a step back, never take the time to properly understand them. This second point is also related to the aforementioned blind spots in Nanda's episode on cognitive diversity. There is definitely argument to say your company can increase foresight by having a more diverse talent team that can spot change and doesn't all look into the same direction facing the same blind spots. Of course, diversity of opinions, of background, of profiles in your workforce really matters. The third thing that is making change hard is the inertia of the system. Well, when you are a hotel company and Airbnb is coming in and adding millions of new rooms to the market, well, you still have your big buildings to deal with. You simply can't pivot that easily, even if you recognize that trend. There is the infrastructure, the good old IT systems, and there are the people, the way of doing things, the culture, the organizational structure, stable things that were created this way for a reason, because they fit the old environment. And these take time to change. That's why there was so much work for people like me in the past years, for consultants, for those willing to help making sense of things and implement new ways of doing things. And of course, we are not done with the digital transformation, as disruption is still happening. It's happening in the workplace not now that we were remotely. It's happening in the way we use data to challenge all processes from product creation to supply chain management. It's happening in consumer habits and expectations, in distribution, and so on. But I think that, you know, now we get it. Most companies are still a long way from being totally adapted to this uber-connected digital world we live in, because it's ever-changing. So I entered the topic of strategy and transformation through technology and digital disruption. But I came to realize a while ago that this is just the tip of the iceberg. Indeed, I'm, I'm referring to the recent buzzword, sustainability. I know this is a word that might trigger a similar response to the word digitalization a few years back. For the past five years, I've been investigating about other types of changes in our environment that are happening now or about to happen. And this led me to create a podcast and interview over 60 people that can help better make sense of the great acceleration we are in, especially related to, the, to our planet and sustainability through leadership. I've discussed at length with corporate leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, scholars, politicians, activists, and even an astronaut about what is at stake today and in the coming years, and how our systems actually work and evolve, and what to do about it. Well, my conclusion so far is that we largely underestimate the speed and scale of change that will very likely affect our lives, affect our structures and organizations in, the dec in this decade. And we need to do a much better job at understanding what is happening in order to truly mitigate the risks and somehow seize the opportunities that always come when things shake. Well, obviously, it's now well recognized by the World Economic Forum. The environmental risks are now on top of mind, and I think rightly so. Our human systems, how we live, consume, exploit resources, 
has led us to go beyond the limits of the Earth systems. We have triggered a climate crisis and a life crisis for what we have entered the sixth mass extinctions of the living. And along with it, we are about to enter the energy crisis as the peak oil has officially been passed. I stop here because I, I could talk hours about what is going on in the world right now. Now, what's in for us working in the business world and, and knowing that our companies ultimately are inevitably impacted by how the environment is moving and for most of us also thinking that corporations indeed have a responsibility towards society and the planet. Well, I would argue that the challenges that I mentioned earlier related to the difficulties of making a digital transformation happen are still the same and apply to this global shift as well. A company is a system that is part of other systems and when the larger systems move that company needs to adapt. The challenge is therefore similar, except that it's both much more complicated and I think much more important. Well, the digital revolution changed some rules of the game, but the objective of the game is still the same. It's still about selling more things to more customers more often, trying to make more profit. And the playing field was still the same. No need to pay attention to externalities. It was just about being smart about this new way of playing. I was good at playing basketball on the court. Now I needed to learn how to play this basketball video game on my phone. The ecological revolution that needs to happen is a different animal. The game is entirely different. It is still somehow about getting organizations to create products and services that someone somewhere will find valuable enough to put money on the table for. But it's a game that comes with new sorts of constraints that we never had before or never wanted to admit we had. How much resources, how much energy you use, how much carbon dioxide you emit to play the game now matters. How much damage you create on the environment, society, communities, people, animals now matters. How much you can actually contribute to fixing already damaged things matters. In this Essenta Insights podcast, we've talked quite a bit about the importance of purpose. Last week's episode with Lisa Thomas from Virgin was a great one. Some previous guests also touched on sustainability, corporate responsibility, the necessity to build resilient and agile organizations, and to welcome different types of profile, of talents, and worldviews in our teams to make change happen. We all feel the need to do things differently, for real, because we understand what is at stake ultimately. This is a big topic and requires significant transformation throughout entire organizations to reshape and set themselves up for the future. To finish, here is my take on how we could address this challenge and how organizations can successfully lead the way when it comes to sustainability. Well, first, take the needed time to truly, deeply understand the nature of the waves of change happening now and to come. These are systemic complex topics that require our attention. We like shortcuts. We tend to oversimplify problems and jump to solutions. That is what we all do. My take is that this time there are no easy solutions and it's actually hard to find out what are the good questions to start with. Second, use foresight. Use design fiction, scenario planning, AI innovation and build your strategy based on an updated vision of the future. Truly look at what could happen in the coming years. Be creative about it. Challenge your old views. Talk to younger stakeholders and base your work on a real understanding of how your environment is evolving. 
and then prepare for the different scenarios. Agility is, is essential. The capacity to steer the boat in a new direction when an iceberg is coming is vital, but it's even better to anticipate the iceberg, to know that it can be out there and get ready for it, or even maybe to change your route. Third, acknowledging that the profound change will be needed is very hard. Similar to the digital disruption back in the day, those who start playing the new game from the start have an advantage. These companies will right away use the B Corp framework and build on it. They will recruit people that understand the new constraints, that adhere to the values, and it will be easier for them to not compromise. Look at Patagonia as an example where sustainability is just integrated from day one in their DNA, even though the business is more than 45 years old. Talking about having a foresight. For existing organizations, I'm convinced that unless those at the top, basically the board members and the CEO, truly understand the nature of change that is required, the needed transformation is unlikely to happen. Sustainability, corporate responsibility, purpose will remain empty words. It all starts with acknowledging this importance and by then upscaling capability for leaders to be involved convinced about the objective and utter significance of this issue in order to build a long-term successful business. Well, I would like to see this year, the COVID episode, as a game changer. We collectively are forced to realize that there are things we are not ready for as nations or as organizations, even though we knew this would happen one day, even though people told us that would happen. We can't pretend to be blind to the other massive waves of disruptions that are forming, and we can't pretend that navigating these will be easy. As individuals, as professionals, we do have a role to play to limit the size of the wave as we still can, and a responsibility to get ready for whatever is coming that is not in our hands. And this is hard. That requires us to become more mature, to leave our ego at the door and embrace humility, to accept that there are limits, that we have limits, and that forces us to be more creative and more brave than ever. As Einstein now famously said, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. So let's truly understand what box we are in with humility, honesty, reason and patience. And let's truly think out of that box to create actually sustainable and responsible businesses and most importantly, preserve the possibility of living a great life, of living a life on this planet. Thanks so much for your time. And Nanda, back to you. Thank you, Julien, and great content. In case anyone wasn't aware of the importance of bringing sustainability into your strategy, I trust they are now. The capability gap is a significant one, similar to what we saw back in the day with digitalization. It might be the reason that we at Ascenta are seeing a peak in sustainability think tank projects for our clients, where we put together a team of diverse sustainability experts to educate senior leaders, as well as impact sustainability projects as an efficient way to create immediate impact. 
Next week, we will take a step back and share a more holistic consumer trend overview given by G2 Verma, EVP at Unilever, who led a COVID-19 task force. We look forward to welcoming you back as our audience. And please consider subscribing to our podcast in the meantime. Thank you.